1: Welcome to Mortification of Spin. My name's Carl Truman, professor at Grove City College, and I'm here with my usual co-hosts, Amy Bird, the housewife theologian and influential reformed tweeter
2: Todd <laughs> Good to have you both here. Oh, good oh, good to take good. a break. Good to take a break from Twitter. And, it was uh, that was a useful you.
1: four hours you gave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: see, here's the thing. You know, I feel I feel like um like Michael Corleone. Every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> you, you go to Twitter and you see people writing foolish things and you know, if I'm not gonna get on there and correct it, who will? That's very who true. Will. If, one, not one me, if not me, who?
1: if I've not me, who? I've always of you
2: more as Fredo though in the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great Fredo impression. <laughs> I do a Fredo impression. But you okay. know, if yeah. not me.
3: Yeah. Like not me
2: who and if not yeah. now when. That's well what I say when I go to Twitter. If not you who, I'll give you an answer to that. Uh-huh. Uh, last weekend
1: you and I were both down in Atlanta. Yes. And we met somebody we can now get rid of Amy Bird and introduce a <laughs> new token woman onto the program. <laughs> Anne token. Hall, wife of David Hall. Anne Hall. She yes. She would be great on Twitter. And yes. if you're out there listening, we need you on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And give us a call. We'll get rid of
2: Amy <laughs> and <have> <laughs> on the podcast.
3: Hey, I'm yeah. sure she would be a great replacement but not as a she token would. woman and
2: <laughs> Anne Ann seems to have as reckless a disregard for her reputation as Amy does so it would oh. be per, it would be perfect oh yeah but well, well, she maybe just
3: Ann Ann and I should do it
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you and Anne Hall did a, a podcast together it would be quite entertaining it break the internet <laughs> yes, we we yes. Internet.
1: It, bless her heart <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anne did ask me if Amy was Southern and I said well she comes from Maryland which the answer is, that isn't Southern. No. Maryland. So, My Mary mom's land. from the South. It is not So, southern. I have some Southern roots. I'm mm. from the South. I'm from Gloucestershire. Well, oh. South of me. Birmingham? I see. Okay.
2: You're not impressed. I can tell. No. It's not the same. <laughs> well, what, what, are we, what are we talking about today? I'm sure we're boring everybody to death at this point. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're talking about it's that time of year when
1: pastors everywhere confiscate the ill-gotten gains of children who've gone out illicitly (laughs) trick-or-treating. And the pastors, of course, are perfectly within their rights to to take possession of the candy that is extracted, (laughs) blackmailed from local residents thereby, and dispose of it in a godly fashion. Mm -hmm. So we (laughs) want to talk today about Halloween, Mm. abomination, matter indifference. Mm. Or somewhere in between. Yeah, I. I um, Todd, you're a big fan of yoga. What do you think
2: about <laughs> you? <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the 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 reason I don't like Halloween is because it inevitably leads to yoga. Leads to uh, yoga. Yes, yes, It leads to to yoga. work off the candy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. Well, uh, okay. So I was raised trick or treating. Obviously, looked forward to it like every other little kid. Always dressed up as some superhero or something like that. Uh, my kids trick or treated. I look back on it now. And now that I don't have kids that trick or treat, I can actually safely from a distance evaluate uh, <laughs> my decision right right Is't that how it goes? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. Um no, my kids did not turn into uh satan worshipers i mean we we wouldn't have had them dress up as i mean they you know it was always you know my daughter was a princess and my kids were spider my, my boys were spider-man
1: but sexual stereotyping oh matters. exactly exactly Feminist many stat rage mm-hmm. machine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting to get hot under the collar of this right. m- but my um- daughter was a lion <laughs> oh, yeah, that's no. empowering. Is that is that the word you that's use? That? Empowering. Yeah, <laughs> I that's noticed the, that's been popping up on your emails a bit recently. Very it's
2: worrying. F- post uh, Feminist propaganda. Yeah. So I am um, I, I, I I am concerned because the uh, the holiday itself obviously involves so much um, input um, in images from the world of the occult, from horror, and and that kind of thing. That I I, I think. I think christian parents are wise to question wh- whether it's something that uh is helpful uh I, I don't think i don't think our criteria ought to be will it turn my kid into a satanist <laughs> i i mean you know, i don't think that that, that 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 ought to be the bar we're trying to hop over but rather is is it good and is it appropriate is it right And 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 when we ask those questions i have to wonder you know where we would arrive in in our decisions. There again, um, I, th- I think if you send your kid out dressed like Spider Man to get candy, they're not going to come back a Satan worshiper. But I, I think we set the bar too low if that's our standard.
1: Yeah, some of its context as well. I remember when we we did a podcast on this some years ago, and Kelly Clifford was uh, uh, podcast manager at the time, and she commented how her husband was brought up in California. I think in. San Francisco, mm. and how uh, Halloween there was a much more dark and sinister thing yes. than than it typically would be in, mm. a, in the, I was going to say, the suburbs okay. of Grove City. I'm not sure there are right. any suburbs. There's just Grove City, isn't <laughs> there, <Right>. you know, <laughs> suburbs. But th- there's there's probably a contextual aspect to this right. as well. In some places, it, it's just harmless kids fun. Right. In other it, places, it, it has been co-opted perhaps for something a bit more sinister. I think in, in San Francisco, there was a sort it, of… It's a big sexual homosexual abandoned kind of dimension. Well, that's yeah. I was going to
3: say a lot of adults who have jumped on the train have costume parties and some of those have turned, mm-hmm. turn- like everything's a sexy costume.
1: Yeah. yeah. And in, a of, so in a much lot of, evil,
3: like, yeah, in a lot of people, like I've only
1: been darkness, to one, but- one Halloween party in my adult life and I dressed as Jimi Hendrix. So I hope <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah.
2: got the wig, I got the tie dye yeah. shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but think it's worth, I think it's worth Asking and, and thinking about why in 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 urban areas across America, why um, uh, Halloween has has become so popular among homosexuals. W- what is the draw there? And 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 I th- and without being a conspiracy nut, I think I think one can um,
1: you are a conspiracy nut, <laughs> you know, but I think
2: I think I think one can ask some good questions about um, what is the draw. Yeah. There? Do, yeah, are are they seeing something about it that a lot of christian parents aren't willing to to look at or are they
1: simply co-opting something and making it into something it wasn't that's another aspect yeah there's a there's a sense you know queer culture as opposed to the old traditional gay culture Uh is all about transgression and transformation sure grab hold of things and make them into that
2: which they weren't so Mm -hmm. sure but but isn't 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 halloween though by by nature tied to transgression i mean i mean when we think about Halloween. Um, don't, don't we think about demons and witches and, and things that transgress God's law? That's true. That's true. Although mm-hmm. it's also part
1: of the, the church calendar. I mean, it's the eve of, of All Saints Day, if you're a Roman Catholic or an Anglican. Sure. Uh, sure. Which, as a good Presbyterian, sure. I, I'm not, sure. of course. Right. But there's also a, a Christian dimension mm-hmm. to it, though. But the, the Catholic wait, Church did that with everything, though. Yeah, including
2: Christmas. I mean, right. we could have a similar discussion right. about Christmas, right. of course. Yeah, in terms of origin. And again, and again, if Christian parents looked at um, October thirty first as uh, a, a way to teach their children things about church history and um, and God's faithfulness, so, uh, then that's then that's fine. Again, the whole question is is that you don't have to co-opt Halloween to make it something dark. Well, I think we've also sinister. kind of
3: trivialized even the history of, you know, what it originally began as, you know, with the ending of summer and the beginning of winter and and this symbolization of darkness kind of reminded them of death. And then it became this whole, maybe there's some kind of transcendence in this, in this transition to where uh, the souls of the dead are are loose for this evening. And, and they put on these, these masks to scare them away or whatever. But I mean, we kind of trivialize the whole thing. Now we just dress up as wonder woman and, and spider-man and, and even dressing up as, as witches, oh, Jimi Hendrix, you know, and the devil and, and things like a Jimi Hendrix or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, it kind of, I think pokes fun at the whole the pagan ideas behind, behind yeah,
2: it. That, that That's one way to look at it. I think another way to, to see that, to look at that same principle is, um, does it, uh, does it remove um, enough fear that it becomes more enticing to children? The, um, like
3: dark uh, spirituality?
2: Yeah, darkness, uh, evil, uh, the demonic. Uh, does it make it more inviting for younger children? Some say it does.
3: Well, and also just the, the fact that we're recognizing that in some sense or another when normally it's never even talked about. Um, like one of the things our, our producer, Nayara, was emailing was, Hey, why don't you guys talk about scary movies at Halloween? Because why, why are all these scary movies come out and everybody's obsessed with seeing them? And Mm so, is that healthy? Is that bad? And and I'm, I think that there are definitely bad avenues with that. Part of it is what you're saying, Todd. Mm -hmm. But then another part of it I think is we actually are seeing, Oh, we're aware that there's immorality, you know, and, and death and wrong and, we have to think about some of these things,
2: but but my concern about that is that when those deep and important questions and issues are turned into um, entertainment,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that that it could uh, yield a um, a negative impact in our in our hearts and in our minds, and that's my thing. It's it's the entertaining uh, quality that 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 is that that frames those. Those very important issues. So, so we're, we're um, we're acknowledging um, the demonic, we're acknowledging um, darkness and evil, but, but we're doing it uh, through, through, through means of, 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 of entertainment. And so what does that do to our you know, consciousness as a people?
1: Though the same applies to any form of entertainment there, you know, war movies, you watch a war movie, does that glamorize war? Does that make people more warlike? You watch a, I love whodunits, you watch crime. To an extent, there's a, is it intrinsic to the, the form of entertainment or does it come down to the sort of the Pascal comment on entertainment? Is effective? Yeah, he doesn't mind if, if people with lives that are drudges enjoy a bit of entertainment occasionally. The problem right. is when it becomes obsessive, and that's often not a not the fault of the the medium of entertainment. It's the fault of
2: the one who is seeking the entertainment, seeking the medium. I, th- I think that's valid, but in in terms of, for instance, your reference to war mo- movies, there are war movies that glamorize war. Mm-hmm. There are also war movies that show the horror of war yeah. In, yeah. in a very convincing and, and sobering way, and and my concern is is that the you know because as Amy referenced earlier you know the month of october whole networks are given over to to horror movies um all all month long and and i i'm not aware of any other than maybe and i'm not being facetious here other than maybe the exorcist that actually takes a sober look at evil and calls it evil and something that is objectively bad for the most part it's it's done in campy and entertaining ways and and i just wonder if if that works in counterproductive ways in the hearts and minds of believers so that we end up taking evil less seriously because our exposure to it is so often through entertaining formats
3: i think a lot of the um entertainment value in scary movies especially like with teenagers Mm -hmm. is they they want to get scared they want right. to scare each other mm-hmm. and they want to get scared. I don't think that they want to glorify evil in any way. I think mm-hmm. that they actually, their awareness of it is, is heightened to the fact of freaking
1: out. Even. It's cathartic.
2: Yeah. Sure. Sure. And, and, and there's no doubt in my mind that, I mean, that, that they don't wake up in the morning and say, I want to find a way to glorify evil today. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think they're doing that. The question is, does it end up happening though? Mm-hmm. Does, is, is that the end result? Right. Maybe not, but, but maybe maybe it is. And
3: hashing that out, I mean, I think they're scared because it's evil.
1: Mm-hmm. The problem, of course, you, you get this in Milton's Paradise Lost. The problem is, of course, that evil characters are generally far more interesting than right. good ones. You, know, you read Paradise Lost, and as it's often been said, you know, Satan's kind of the hero. He gets mm-hmm. the best speeches. Right. Uh, uh, and I think <laughs> that what you've got in high culture there, you get right the way down to to the most degraded sort of pop stuff. Right uh, that there is an attraction, but I, I do think that when you 're dealing with with products of art like that you 're able to understand that your audience you 're not watching real life there is uh-huh. a distance that can be. Can be applied to these things. I I I agree. Yeah, you know, spent a lot of my time at college reading Greek tragedies. At no mm-hmm. point have I ever been tempted to kill my children offstage, <laughs> which happens all the
2: time. No, no. <laughs> but, but but if you look at you if and, and you're a student of the classics, in the classics, which really helped make Western culture in a lot of ways, there's there's a there's a moral framework. You know, it's a very clear. I mean, there's a reason why those epics, those poems, and those stories. Um, and, and plays um, ended up kind of becoming the, the intellectual uh, foundation of a lot of Western culture be, be, because it recognizes really clear categories of good and evil.
1: That's true. And of course, that I think goes to a point I made on email when we were discussing this that the case can be made for seeing, seeing things like ghost stories actually as very conservative products mm-hmm. because right. a ghost story speaks about mortality, it right. speaks about the fact that the present is. Answerable to some extent to the past, right? That the past has an impact, so there mm-hmm. is a, a redeeming aspect mm-hmm. to that. That's a long way from Halloween and trick or treating, of course, <laughs> right? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, we're getting to the point where we can say, well, interest in the things that Halloween represents is not necessarily a culturally bad thing. Not make, in and of it. Th- I don't think in and of itself. Thing. I agree. I'm I sure. agree. And even mocking and laughing at evil is. I mean, the Lord laughs.
2: There's, there's. So certainly there's a place for that.
3: Well, one response that I think is kind sure. of where the Christians where Christians kind of go wonky is, you know, they might have a church event or even parents saying, Well, you can dress up but it has to be a biblical character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. i just think that's so weird yeah. because
2: hey, now, okay, now let me ask you this though because i agree <laughs> How do we even know what they look like well i agree that some well, of the s- pointy black hat all oh, witches is a pointy. I, black I, hat. I, I agree that some of that stuff can be goofy but is i mean i would say why would that be weird but dressing your kids up as because something. I kind think of we're dark are trivializing not
1: biblical characters. <laughs> you can oh. take the boy out of the Southern Baptist I'd, Convention. I'd rather trivialize a, a witch or a lion than a biblical Carl, character.
2: Carl, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since you since you linked my 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 <laughs> reticence here to to being raised a Southern Baptist. Um, what do you think uh, John Calvin would say about this?
1: Um I, I don't Come think. I think he'd probably not be a big Halloween
2: man. Thank you. <laughs> what, what do you think? What do you think the the uh, English Puritans would think?
3: Uh, they would crucify all of us and put us on stretchers. Well, not me, <laughs> yeah. not
2: me, because I'm saying the right thing. But they also, oh. <laughs> they also told-
1: wouldn't have banjos in worship. <laughs> you are <laughs> so, you so. don't, do not, don't
2: you Calvin dare Calvin. change the subject. Don't you dare change the I'm subject. Not ch- I'm just asking. You was- are changing the subject. They wouldn't address
1: men who, they wouldn't approve of men who dress like Jimmy Buffett preaching, are they? <laughs> I, I don't dress like
2: Jimmy <laughs> Buffett preaching. Jimmy I, Buffett I, doesn't preach. I, guess. I may look like Jimmy Buffett during the week, but not on Sunday mornings. Now, but, but I, I think I made my point is this is that this reticence is not some kind of Southern Baptist fundamentalism here. Um, I, I think our 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 reformed forebears would would look at a, an eager participation in Halloween and wonder why Christians would would want a place would want to participate in that. And 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 I would imagine that occultists who have been converted and come to Christ might be a little puzzled over why Christians aren't more suspect of, of participation in Halloween.
3: That would be an interesting podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a reasonable point. Yeah. I mean, I think again, though,
1: you, you always have to remember I, I think we're getting here to the point where where I would settle, and that is this is a matter of conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you think about it ecclesiastically. Are we going to start disciplining uh, people for doing trick-or-treating in a church, right. practically speaking? Right. I don't think so. Right. At which point it becomes a matter of personal contact. In the same way that a, a converted alcoholic might not be able to mm-hmm. understand why a Christian would go into a bar and have a glass of wine. Right. Uh, right. And are, nobody's going to criticize the reformed alcoholic for taking that stand. It's a sure. matter of personal conscience. Yep based on background. So, I I take your point, Todd, and I think mm-hmm. at that point it becomes, uh, you know, this is a matter for personal conscience.
2: Right. Uh-huh. I, and let me add this. Um, this October 31st, we'll, we will be handing out candy at my front door because our neighbors with young kids, who are all very, very sweet, are going to come to our house. And we, we enjoy opening our door to them and greeting them and talking to them. And Putting candy in their bags, and I, I don't have any conflict over that. In fact, i I would feel I, I would feel weird if our house w- was was shuttered that night. And <laughs> and I, and I know some Christians who've done that. You know, you, you 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 close everything down and you sit in the middle of the house and pray. Um,
3: While little kids are in their skeleton costumes, yeah, just yeah, are I, wanting the Milky Way.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm not. I'm not suggesting a kind of retreat in, in those terms, um, uh, and, and I don't have any struggle with, in my conscience about, about handing out candy at our front door and greeting and, and being kind to our neighbors in that way.
1: We'll be handing out copies of William Perkins' Anatomy of Witchcraft to so any <laughs> child who knocks on the door. we we'll read
2: these 600 pages and let me know what you think. We're, we're going to make all of the little kids watch The Exorcist at our house. And we're going to say, is this what you want? Is this what you want? That's what we're going to do. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah.
3: Todd, weren't you saying that before With podcast started, there was... You were referring to something that really scared you worst oh than, my gosh' worst okay.
2: scary movies okay you know I mean I've mentioned the Exorcist twice um, uh, because it's you know it's a serious movie it is about serious things and it is seriously frightening seriously uh, frightening in fact the the author uh, of the novel William Peter Blatty is a, he just died recently was was a, a very conservative Roman Catholic. He wrote that book as an expression oh, of yeah. his of his uh, Catholic um, uh, uh, orthodoxy, his Catholic uh, uh, passion f- against e- evil, and his sincere belief in demonic possession. So it's very frightening. My son went to Georgetown, and right he by the steps, a key founder and
1: funder of this sort of traditional Catholic organization yep. that was trying to bring Georgetown back
2: to yep. a catechetical position. Absolutely, William Peter Blatty wrote The Exorcist out of uh, sincere devotion. Uh, to his Catholic uh, doctrine in terms of, of, demonic possession, that kind of thing. now. So, so, so it, you know, it's really frightening, but there is, I have to say there is something that I have become aware of. That is far more frightening than anything. William Peter Blatty wrote or any movie that William Friedkin directed. It's more frightening than any set of stairs in Georgetown. And it's this, mm. I was made aware of a sermon preached from calvin's pulpit where and this has just been in recent years during a reformation celebration where and i and i just i i I want you to brace yourself if you have young kids in the room you might want them to leave but i feel like i need to say this three times from that pulpit during that sermon the preacher quoted dan fogelberg the lyrics of dan fogelberg's song that's Higher than any bird ever flew, I fell in love with you. Three, not one time did he quote that song, not two times. Yea, verily, he quoted it three times from Calvin's pulpit a Presbyterian. Minister, and and I say any, that.
1: Who's as to which denomination this person belonged to? Todd. Oh well, I I, I don't think it wasn't the OPC.
2: I I think getting specific about that would not be <laughs> helpful at this point. But I I say that knowing full well that I scandalized uh, people by being so frank and explicit in something so frightening. But it had to be said. It had to be said. And I haven't slept well since I learned about this. So, anyway. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to leave you with that frightening account of a Presbyterian minister's sermon. Um, and when you get a chance listen to some Dan Fogelberg, uh, the smooth dulcet tones of Mr. Fogelberg. Well, we're glad that you joined us, uh, for the mortification of spin, uh, today. Uh, we're going to try to work in more violent disagreements between the three hosts Mm -hmm. as we move along in various topics. Uh, but, uh, given that, uh, October 31st uh, is Halloween, but more importantly, it's, uh, it's Reformation Day. Uh, we want to give away, uh, as, uh, to, to some of our lucky listeners who will come over to our uh, website, mortificationofspin.org, you can enter to win a copy of Daryl Hart's wonderful new book called Why We Still Protest. And it's a really, really uh, terrific a uh, little book on uh, uh, the major um, themes of the Protestant Reformation. If you want a good, really good, and well-written um, overview and introduction uh, to the heart of the Protestant Reformation, uh, Daryl Hart's new book is is uh, is a great read, and uh, we recommend it to you. So you can register to win a free copy. And while you're there at mortificationofspin.org, uh, just be reminded that we are a listener-supported podcast. And we would love for you to consider making a, don- a donation to the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. And you can do that from the website as well. Again, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. We hope that you were entertained. But most of all, we hope that you thought, even as we tried to scare you. We look forward to talking to you next time. Longer than there have been fishes in the ocean. Higher than any bird ever flew longer than there've been stars up in the heavens I've been in love
1: with you
0: Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. To read more on hard-hitting topics like this, visit the podcast page and blog at mortificationofspin.org, where we'll have links and other articles from Amy, Carl, and Todd. And while you're there, please subscribe and consider making a donation. And be sure to listen next time when Carl, Todd, and Amy talk about
3: How often do we hear that the goal of the future is some kind of either restoration Mm -hmm. or return to Eden? Right. I think that ignores some of the realities about the original Eden that we discover in Genesis 1 and 2.
0: That interview is next time. Join us then.
2: Longer than any
0: there have been fishes in the ocean. There
2: have been fishes in the ocean. Higher Higher than any bird ever flew. Any bird ever flew.
0: Deeper than any forest primeval.
2: Any forest primeval, I've been in love with you. Well that sounds like something God would say. That's
3: scary, Todd.
2: Scary.